Before we move to our candle lighting, I want us to think together simply about three questions. Three questions that are answered carefully in the text that our narrator read for us from Luke chapter 2. When? Where? Why did all this come to pass? When did it happen? You know, the text itself tells us in those days. What days? Well, people would have remembered the great Caesar Augustus, the grand-nephew of Julius Caesar who founded the great Roman Empire, and now Octavius was handed the empire, and he reigns as the uh, supreme emperor over all the lands known in the earth. Caesar Augustus. And for Israel, these are dark days. Augustus was a great leader, a powerful leader, a ruthless leader, and Israel was under his thumb. Hard days for a carpenter like Joseph. God has been silent for 400 years ever since the prophet Malachi spoke. And faith is hard to have in these days. In these days. And there is a crisis in the land because taxes are going up. And if you're a struggling carpenter, you know what that's like. And so Augustus summons every person in those days to return to the town of his grandfather. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you live. You have to pick up and you have to go. And the soldiers will enforce this. Business is disrupted. Plans are set aside. Mary is burdened in her pregnancy. And there are no cars. There is no public transportation. It is a hard time. But you know what? In those days, it says, though it was a hard time, you know what? That encourages me. Here's why. Because even in hard times, God is not bound. And God is able, and God does act, even in the midst of difficulty. And in fact, the Bible says about the coming of Jesus that it was the light coming into the world, and the darkness could not overtake it. Now, I don't know where you are in your life. Maybe it's just all bright and shiny. Maybe these days for you are difficult and dark. But I encourage you to trust the Lord tonight, no matter where you are, no matter what your circumstances. For the light will shine and the darkness will not overcome it. When did it happen? It happened in those days. And Christ is born in us in these days as well. Now, the second question is very interesting. Where did this happen? Now, if you've been to a Christmas Eve service and you've heard the prophecies read, you say, oh, well, this is old news. Why? It took place in Bethlehem. But think about it. Joseph is building his life in Nazareth, miles and miles away. Mary is going to make her home in Nazareth, miles and miles away. 
Why would a carpenter who's busy and a woman who's pregnant pick up, get on a donkey, and go to Bethlehem? They would never do that. But the the wise men inquired, where is the Messiah to be born? And anyone who knew the prophets of old knew that the Messiah must be born in the city of David, Bethlehem. And so wouldn't you know that Caesar Augustus just happens to declare that the whole world must be enrolled as Mary is great with child, and Joseph has to go to the place of his grandfather's birth. Where would that be for you? If you had to pick up and go to the town or village where your grandfather was born, what would that be like for you? I would have to go to the far eastern end of Slovakia, to a little village called Kosice, near the Ukrainian border, with my wife. The whole world is in a turmoil, but this Virgin Mary is about to give birth. She must give birth to this child. When it's time to give birth, it's time to give birth. And God has arranged that Caesar Augustus makes this declaration so that Joseph packs up his wife-to-be and the family and goes to the city of David where they come to that inn. And the child is born. Now, you say, well, pastor, that's old news. But think about it. What we have here is this marvelous picture of the sovereignty of God. Now, this Bible doctrine, the sovereignty of God, is taught from the beginning of Scripture all the way through to the end of Scripture. And it's a wonderful doctrine of Scripture. Many of us love the idea that is taught in the Bible that God has established His throne in the heavens and His kingdom rules over all. Others of us aren't so sure. People recoil from this. I am the captain of my soul and the master of my fate. Thank you very much. Who is this God who pretends to be sovereign over me? But friends, when you come to a passage like this, you see... That behind Joseph's story, behind Caesar Augustus, is Almighty God who is orchestrating the fulfillment of the prophecy given to Micah of, of, of old. But to you, Bethlehem, shall arise a ruler who shall come forth from you. Christian, the Bible teaches us in Romans 8 that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purposes. And that is a great comfort to me tonight, and I hope that it is to you. God knows what He is doing, and I encourage you to trust yourself to Him. When? In those days, dark days. Where? In this little dusty village called Bethlehem. Under Caesar Augustus, yes, under God Almighty's hand. But finally, the third question is this. The third question is, why did Jesus come into the world? And the angel told us through his story to Joseph 
that Mary will give birth to a son, and she is to give him the name Jesus because... Do you know how that phrase ends? Because he will save his people from their sins. This baby boy came with a mission. He came with an impossible mission to redeem his people from their sins. I, I, I did go the first day, the Mission Impossible 3 or 4 was out in the theater, and it was exciting, I have to tell you. But Jesus had no impossible mission force at his side. Oh, no. He was sent to seek and to save the lost as he was assigned in the Trinity. God the Father planned the salvation of the world. God the Son accomplished the salvation of the world. God the Holy Spirit applies that salvation across the planet and through the centuries. <laughs> Amazing. And though the great French writer Voltaire in his atheistic dogma declared it within a few years Christianity will evaporate from the face of the earth, Voltaire was greatly mistaken, wasn't he? And so the church continues to grow in love and in faith and in hope as time marches on until the end of time. Who could save their people from their sins? Well, it had to be a man to pay for the sins of men and women. And it had to be deity because it had to satisfy the infinite, perfect nature of the holy God. The God-man had to come, and so he did. I'll just finish with this. We sing that hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and in the middle of it all, all across the world, people who sing it, we get to that line of perfect theology. Because Christ has come, God and sinners reconciled. Isn't that a beautiful phrase? So true, so clear. And the angel said to the shepherds, did you see them? The angel said to the shepherds, for unto you is born in the city of David. And the angel said to the shepherds, For to you a sign will be given. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Did you catch that phrase? To you? I love that. Don't you love that? Because it teaches us that this is personal. It's personal. And the invitation tonight is for you to come in faith, whether your days are dark and difficult or whether your days are bright and cheerful, whatever your days might be, to come to Him and rest in faith in the Lord who reconciles you to God.